Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue with our series on Pirkei Avot, Ethics of the Fathers, with Chapter 1, Mishnah 17, in which Shimon, his son, says, this is the son of Rabban Gamliel, All my days I have been raised among the sages, and I found nothing better for the body than silence. It is not the theory that is of primary importance, but the action and one who talks excessively brings sin. So here in the book, Visions of the Fathers by Rabbi Abraham Tversky, he tells, he, he comes to explain to us how careful we have to be with what we say to other people. I was just listening to a father talking about his daughter that uh, tragically she killed herself because she was an outcast in school and they threw her out of school and one day the teacher in second grade and in seventh grade said to this girl you belong in first grade and the, the, the parents thought okay she will get over that comment the mother called the teacher and everything but this girl could never stop thinking about what that teacher told her and sadly she ended up being in drugs and she ended up killing herself because of all that rejection and the way these teachers spoke to her. So we have to be very careful with our words. We have to really measure them. And uh, how wise the prophet uh, Jeremiah, when he says, when he was comparing speech to an arrow, because once a word leaves the mouth, it can never be retrieved. It, you can never bring it back. The harm that you create with your mouth can never be taken back. And regardless of how deeply uh, you may regret having uttered it. Uh, once a boy asked the, the Hophet Saim, what is Lashonara? And he says, I'm going to show you what Lashonara is, the evil speech. And he said, he let, bring your pillow up to the roof. And he cut the pillow and he let all those uh, feathers fly off the pillow and he says now go and pick them up and the boy looked at him and says it's impossible how am I gonna pick all these uh, feathers off the everywhere he says that's what Lashonara does that's what evil speech does you you take it out of your mouth and it flies away and you can never bring it back so it is not worth it that Rabbi Shimon does not say that silence is a boon to the neshama but rather to the body it doesn't make a harm to the soul because the soul is a godly soul, is divine. The neshama can never be affected. But we may suffer greatly physically with physical discomfort and depression because of excessive and, um, and unwise speech. So sometimes harsh words are said in a moment of anger or frustration and um, they, cannot they cannot subsequently be withdrawn. So the best thing when we are angry or when we are impatient or we want to say something to somebody but it's not the right thing to say at that moment, the better way you are is with silence. It's better not to say anything. Really, silence is the best remedy in this world. So, but because they can bruise even more than physical blows. Like if you know, they say that uh, abuse, when it's physical abuse, people uh, can get well like if you get beaten up in the street or you get beaten up by somebody uh, everything hurts but eventually everything will heal but when it's it's mental abuse when a person is being day after day after day 
being told how stupid he is, how not worthy he is, how uh, he makes it, your life uh, not good. All these things that you say are, are permanently scarred. You can never heal that. It will never be healed. So we have to be very careful, especially with our children. And so to total silence would indeed be golden. Like they say in the movie, silence is golden. It's true. They, it comes from a Torah perspective. So obviously we must communicate. We, we need to speak one to the other. Like we need to tell people what we want or what we need. You're going to a restaurant, you want to eat, you have to tell the waiter what you want to eat. Obviously we need to communicate. But to the minimum. We should not say more than it needs to be said. And that method of communi communication really is action. Instead of saying so much, act on it. Instead of, of, of telling your kids how they have to behave and, 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 and tell them and tell them and tell them, be an example, live by example. The kids learn more by watching how you behave than how you tell them how to behave. And silence speaks louder than words. No, because if you wish to convey love for a person, for example, if you want to tell your, your spouse you love her or him, what good is I love you, I love you, I love you? Yeah, it's nice to hear it once in a while, but if the husband is telling the wife always, I love you, I love you, I love you, but he comes home, he never helps her with anything, she's all alone with the kids, with the clothes, with everything, and he's sitting in his very comfortable chair, where is the love? The love you show by helping out, like, honey, what can I do for you? Can I help you with the garbage? Can I help you picking up the plates? Can I help you serving the food? What do, I, what do you need? When you do action, it shows more than what you say. He also says, Rabbi Shimon, that lack can also be a sin. Superfluous speech often indicates a lack of deeds. So when people talk too much, they, do more, they say a lot, but they don't do anything. It's better to not say so much and do more. This was Abraham. Abraham was like this. He didn't say a lot and he would go and do a lot. Like he didn't say all day, I'm, I'm, I'm hosting guests, I'm hosting guests. He saw people that needed to eat and he would just bring them into his tent and he would feed them. But he wouldn't say so much. So, so also here he says, and I found nothing better for the body than silence. Silence can be of definite benefit to the body. And the Musar Tomes of Yor prescribes a variety of procedures for Teshuvah. Some people sometimes are used to fasting to be able to do Teshuvah. In our days, our bodies are not as strong as they used to be before. Fasting is not good for us. So when people go to the rabbis and they ask them, I should fast because I need to, to ask for Teshuvah, I need to repent. The rabbis usually tell them, instead of fasting, guard your mouth. It's not so much what you put in, it's what comes out. Be careful with what you say. And we may be negatively affected by what, what we hear also. We have also to be very careful what we're listening to. I was in a, in a convention once and there was this lady that was sitting in my table and she was from another place. And she's Colombian and she started to tell me, oh, you know such and such, you know such and such. I said, yeah, I know such and such. And she asked me to, like four times, and you know that same person. And I knew she wanted to tell me something negative about this woman. And I said to her, you know what, I'm sorry, I don't want to hear. I don't like to listen to other people, I, I, I talk about other people. I'm very careful 
of what I listen to. And you should be very careful too, I said, because it's not good for your soul. It's not good for you. It doesn't bring anything good. And she looked at me and she says, you know what? You're so right. Thank you. Because you know what? You're not only protecting yourself, you're protecting her too. When she opens her mouth with whatever she's going to say, she can never take it back. She has created such a blemish in the world. She not only harms herself, she harms me, and she harms the person she's talking about. So by you taking action and silencing people that are going to say la shonara, that are going to say something negative about somebody else, you, in reality you're, you're helping them, you're doing a big hesed for them, a good kindness for them. So here he says also that a, a perfect analogy of this is um, the electronics that today people use hearing aids. And the hearing aids that are today are, you can uh, amplify certain sounds and certain sounds you can not listen to. Like, we have to train ourselves not to listen to certain things. The same way uh, we can see it in, as an analogy in, um, in the sounds that people hear through their hearing aids. It can be, uh, it can be controlled. And they ask a person, why don't you hear certain sounds? He says, because when I hear those sounds, for me, they're noise. I don't hear the sounds. I hear noise. So we should be the same. When it's going to be a negative speech, for us, that shouldn't be even speech. For us, it should be considered as noise. And we should be really careful and stay away from it. And he says here that the human brain, very interesting, it has more than 14 billion cells can put this tiny electronic instru instrument to shame. Why? Because we can program our hearing so that we can essentially block out that which we should not hear. We can block it. We can really bypass it. We could have selective hearing. We can choose what we want to listen to and what not to listen to. Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel says, it is not the theory that is of primary importance, but the action. And uh, during the past few decades, several different schools of behavioral psychology have emerged. Like psychology today is not what it used to be 20 years ago. It's completely different. And in the olden days, it, the psycho psychologists used to put the person to retell their lives. And they had to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it for hours and days and months and years, thinking that if he would verbalize it and verbalize it, he would be able to overcome it. But today, like new psychology has realized that this is not the way, that people never get well by doing that because they're venting and venting and instead of being proactive, they're even getting more angry about what happened to them. So today, uh, the people are encouraged to find the root of their feelings why do they feel like that? Why am I claustrophobic, for example? And uh, the psychologist will gear that person to be able to overcome his phobia by encouraging him and taking action in going to parties and in getting into elevators full of people. So instead of, of retrieving himself from people, the psychologist is trying to put him to get rid of that phobia but with action. There's tools. He gives him tools to be able to overcome it instead of blaming his mother and his father and his past life because he, that's why he's like that. The psychologist encourages the, 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 the patient to be able to overcome it by taking action and doing things that will allow him to get well. 
So here, the traditional approach was based on the theory that insight will change behavior, like insight, understanding why I am like this will change his behavior. But now, the contemporary approach, which is much more effective, is to change the pathological behavior first. So first, we have to change the behavior. Okay, you're an angry person, but you know what? You should not act angry. Even if you're angry inside, act calmly and work on that. And in that way, by changing our behavior, we will be able to change the feelings too. So this is evident in Rabbi Shimon's statement. It is not the theory that is of primary importance, but rather the action. And interestingly, this month of Elul, in which we're coming into, really is a month of action, is a month of doing. And uh, everything is connected. So I wish you a good week, a happy week, and live a little higher. Thank you.